0: Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This is what you're going to need. Leverage is key. It's not just about the song. It's not just about the recording. It has to be about so much more. Are you making it happen? Do you have a reputation? Have you sold anything? Do you have views on YouTube? Do you have better social media? Are you selling tickets? This is, have you had songs cut before? If you're a songwriter, this is what leverage is. And the better leverage you have, the more you're going to get that deal through. This is why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter name created by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And not only that, he actually connects you to the pros on the regular basis. You can find Brent Super easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. The investors like the numbers because the numbers don't lie and the numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D.
0: What's happening, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. Right on. Well, we got a lot going on today. For today's episode, we are going to take another another question here. We're going to address another question that was shot to me through Pick Johnny's Brain, the mini-sodes that I do. I just felt that this one probably is, it's going to take a little bit more than 15 minutes to digest it all, so I wanted to give it its due time, and- well, let's read that real quick. Let me read the email real quick and then we'll take care of some business, okay? All right. The email is from Braden Much, I think, or Much, M-U-T-C-H. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Braden. It says, Hello, Johnny, as someone who plays live a lot or used to before. I've had kids, L O L. Something I've always wondered is how to bring randoms from a bar show to the next show. I've moved cities about three times from Vancouver to Toronto and Brisbane, and I am a Canadian now living in Australia. So this is very much relevant to my current situation. Obviously a good live show is important and I've had positive feedback from friends and randoms, re my performance. I think you may have touched on this previously on a podcast. I'm no Anthony Kiedis or Jimi Hendrix, but I have no problem talking to people in person, no problems with playing live, and I'm a competent musician. I'm on social media. I have a Facebook page. I mention that in my shows. And I partner with other friends, bands to draw a crowd. Love that. I find more social media likes doesn't necessarily mean I have more people on my shows, though. And I have never used targeted ads through Facebook or Instagram. Also, people are busy and forget about times, dates, etc. So how do I quote unquote build the tribe, so to speak? Especially if I'm not playing live all the time because I'm not on tour. And number two, if I'm playing farmers markets or coffee shops or open mics. Thanks and keep up the good work, Braden M. Cool. So there's the question we're going to address. And mm-hmm. before that, though, let's take care of a little business. When you're at these live shows, Mr. Braden, you're definitely going to want to have some physical media. It's a digital world, but the physical media is clutch for revenue streams when it comes to today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that when you sell a product like a CD or vinyl or t-shirts at gigs, it's not only an important income generator. I feel like that's the understatement of the century. It's like whether or not you're going to get to the next town or whether or not you're going to eat. So got to bring that stuff to the table there.
1: That's right. You know, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need about, oh, 3000 streams to make the same amount of money. So that's a lot of streams. Hey, we like streaming go ahead and try to get on those playlists and stuff. But man, you're literally leaving money on the table if you don't have merch on the table. And so our friends at disc makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And you can find them at W, www.diskmakers.com, or you can give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353.
0: Awesome. If you haven't joined the climb community on Facebook yet, please do so. We welcome you to come in. It's available for everybody. All you have to do is ask to be let in. We let everybody in. Be good boys and girls, or you will be roadhoused. Because... This is an active community. This is not a place where you can go shout at the corner and just blaster up your songs and, and all this kind of crap. These are real people, real musicians, real songwriters, real artists, and they're trying to get some answers, trying to be in a community where there's you know, a lot of love, a lot of support, and a lot of information. It's very, very active. I'm really, really proud of the client community, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't done that, please do so. Any updates from that at all, Brent?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking in here. Uh, we do our music Monday, so we're recording this episode on a Tuesday, and so Music Monday came out yesterday. So we have, you know, several people that have dropped in. It's our place where it's it's safe to share your music. It's a, as a comment under that post that comes out every Monday. That way, people know where to find it, but it doesn't take over our feed. And so people want to l- listen to other songs. They can. They don't want to. They don't have to see it. It's nice. So anyway, so just picking one out. Our buddy Marvin Adcock. He posted once, love brings us together, but honesty holds us together. Thanks for listening. And he posted a song of his called I Lied Too that's on the Freddie community, actually. And Christian Devlin said, hey, Marvin Adcock, I could hear George Strait singing that. And he's like, well, thanks, pal. And so just a little back and forth, somebody listening, somebody giving some feedback. And and Marvin is a good writer. So that is not surprising. But that's Music Monday. That's something we do every week. And this is just all from
0: yesterday.
1: That was yesterday. So (laughs) somebody posted, somebody listening, comment having a connection. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So play by the rules. Not a whole lot of them. I mean, I am a rock and roll guy. I don't really like a lot of rules. But as long as everybody is, you know, coming from a place of love and understanding, this is a really great community to be in. We want to have you there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast so you get every episode. Take... We're trying to build up our ratings and reviews. We want to get to over 200 reviews before the end of the year. So if you haven't done so yet, if you've been thinking about it, and you just keep getting sidetracked because life gets in the way. I get it. This is number 400 on your list of things to do. Just try to get it up in the top 10, take 20 seconds and leave a rating and review. Be honest. We read them all, even the bad ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, let other people know, like, what's really going on here with the podcast. And then lastly, the best thing you can do is share it. If this is meaning something to you, if you're binging this, if it's valuable to you, if you're getting some content, if you're getting some value out of it, then please tell a friend, put it on your social media, tell your compadres there and your music scene, hey, this is the, you got to be checking this out. There's lots of good information here,
1: right? That's right. And we actually do have a new, uh, oh, actually from a couple of weeks ago here, but a, a new review. This oh. one is a... Tasty five-star review from Dewey74, nice. and it's titled My Favorite Music Podcast. I like the sound of that, Dewey. It says, uh, this podcast has something for everyone in the music business, alternating between the respective expertise of its two personable hosts. We're personable, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny on the business side and Brent in songwriting. Every episode is informative and entertaining, savorable, like a drink you sip through the evening, and the many episodes are like the quick shot of whiskey you take right before hitting the stage. Whether you're local, regional, or national, a green sprout or weathered pro in any style of music, get in on the
0: climb. Man, thank you, dude. Seventy four. <laughs> this guy's awesome. from the mothership. Like a quick Man, shot of whiskey nice. before you go inside. I love him. <laughs> yeah. All right, and you know what? I do. I do like that. By the way, we do have lots of all kinds of those people that he described. You know, pros, weathered pros, newbies. It's mm-hmm. all it's all good. Everybody finds value in this, which is cool. So Braden Much, Much, Braden Munch's situation here, like, how do you get randoms from one bar show to the next show? When he keeps, I, I, part of his problem, it would seem, Brent, is that he's moved a bunch, right, yeah. from Vancouver. So he does some work, he builds up an audience, it would seem, and then he leaves, and he's got to go to a new place. So
1: kind of hard to get those Canadians into those shows in Brisbane.
0: Right. It's kinda <laughs> yeah. Hard. Those sons of sons hey, of first beer free. Yeah, it's not <laughs> come on, come on over, fly, fly over. <laughs> 20, <laughs> right, exactly, twenty-four hour trip, five grand. You can do it. It's good. Yes. So, how do you do it? I mean, I, yes. I, so, let's talk about a couple of things that I noticed right away. Obviously, a live show is very good. He's touched on a couple of things that he's doing here that I think he should keep doing. One, which is, he says he has no problem playing live, so he's a competent musician. He's on social media. That's great what does on social media mean? Like how active are you in it? How good is your content? We had an artist that we've just started working with who's absolutely brilliant. And so she kind of gets into, I see this a lot, by the way, especially I almost see this almost all the time with artists who have taken ownership of their social media. So they begin by, It's like that first shot of heroin, the Mm. way it's described by a heroin addict. They're like, this is the best thing ever. And then the way they describe it six months later when they turn into a junkie. (laughs) Um, it's Now it's like they don't have it, they're going to get sick kind of a thing. And So people are watching like their likes go up. And then if they don't do a certain thing, the likes go down. And just think about what it takes for somebody to, unlike you, right? These aren't your people. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're doing is in a sense attracting a a certain kind of people. I think there's a targeting issue in there maybe, right? That are you targeting the right people? And is the content that you're putting out, once they are targeted and they come in and they like you and then they hang out for a little bit, it's just not their party and so they leave. But that doesn't mean that that it's a bad thing. Brent, how much do you like unsubscribes?
1: I like them I like them because if I'm not for them I don't want to pay for them because on your email <laughs> list the bigger your list the t- the pay tiers go up and so that's kind of always my silver lining. going well you know what it's better that you if I'm not for you and you, you're not getting value from this set me free you're costing me money I'm not yeah. helping you and you're costing me money so there we yeah. go yeah. good good on you you're welcome back anytime.
0: Instead of focusing on the number, because we get high on the number, right? Mm-hmm. The, the higher number I need. it now I need a higher. Oh no, it's going down. I'm going to get sick. No, 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 no. Just focus on the content. Focus on the targeting. Like who is it that you're reaching? Who is your audience? Identify who your audience is. Who likes to come out and see your shows? And then number two, make sure that you're actually always putting up content that's for them, that Mm -hmm. they are, you know, they has to entertain them, it has to inspire them, or it has to educate them. One of those three things, if you do that, the people who come on, as long as it's the same culture, right? Like if you are entertaining, inspiring, and educational to the max as, you know, the coolest like barbecue guy on the face of the planet, the vegans aren't going to hang out. <laughs> right. you're doing it right but that's like not my mothership i gotta go somewhere else like this isn't for me okay so you don't have to worry about those that are going but my problem is when somebody says i'm on social media what does that mean Do you, are you in a social media account owner you know it's like there's a difference between a guitar player and a guitar owner mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> you mentioned your facebook page your live shows i think that's great i think there are Lots of things that you can do to try to build your audience here. And we're going to give you a couple different ideas. First of all, you partner and- with other friends, bands to draw a crowd. Love that. What were you going to say, Bruce?
1: Oh, I was going to say, and yeah, just thinking about how to grab them and get them to that next show. So yeah, the first thing is grow them, find them, capture them.
0: Yeah. Got to identify them. and And, and what you want to do is make sure that, again, that you're just speaking to the people that give a crap about what you're doing. Mm. Obviously you're competent, obviously you're good, but it doesn't matter if you're not kind of honoring the platform, right? So quick story on that. When I was in the mortgage industry, very gifted at sales, really good at cold calls, hate cold calls, but I'm good at them. Mm. And when you're, I started working for AmeriQuest, you had to do at least like 100 to 150 cold calls a day to come up with three to five apps. An app is when you're talking with somebody on the phone and they feel comfortable enough to give you their social security number, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's an app. So, man, it just was like, I just felt like I'm okay, I'm good at this, but this is like, I'm like the best ditch digger, right? Like there's got to be a better way Mm -hmm. than a shovel in my back, right? Right. I had a recording studio in my house. A friend of mine came up and said, Hey, man, you know, what if you tried to do a radio show? And so I said, Well, how am I going to do that? I'm not a radio talent. I don't know anybody. He goes, No, 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 no. You're missing the point. On Saturdays, they have paid show. Those are, those are paid advertising shows. They're in the form of content shows, like half hour shows. So every Saturday, at least in the United States, if in Sunday, if you're listening to like a religious show or a show about pets or a show about cars or a show about finance that has all this information on it, these are paid advertisements. They're like usually live shows that kind of come across that way. And they're, it's content marketing, right? They're talking about something that's relevant to the listeners, but they're selling something. It's a, it's a service. And I said, wow, okay. So me and my, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Juice, who you know well, Brent, mm-hmm. who's helped us a lot on the tech stuff to go in on with me. Cause I wanted to protect 50% of my downside in case I screwed the pooch on this (laughs) and perfectly willing to share 50% of the upside, but I wanted, I want a partner. So he's, he agreed. And so we started creating, the show. And what we do is just record this radio show. We had a, it's a half hour slot of time. We had 25 minutes of content that we're responsible for because there's five minutes of commercials. Right? So here's the thing, by the way, we found the the least expensive radio station we could find, which was a little AM radio station down in Southern Orange County in Southern California. And, uh, but there's a, a a minimum of uh, a requirement. So you have to buy six months of shows. So this is like a $14,000 risk. That we're Mm -hmm. gonna take. And it's gotta work, right? And I'm scared to death it's not, but I'm willing to give it a shot. So we start to record the show, and what we would do is record it in my studio, upload it to the satellite, they put the show on the air, and then we sit around on Saturday and wait for the phone to ring. So, first week, no phone calls. Second week, no phone calls. Third week, no phone calls. Zero phone calls. I'm tripping balls right now. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweat. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm so, like, I don't have this money to waste, you know? Um, and so I called the, uh, station manager who's super smart she's really smart and smarter than me she understood my type a personality she knew exactly what was going on she knew that we weren't getting any phone calls and she knew that the phone would be ringing <laughs> <laughs> at some point when i felt enough pain and so i answered the phone and she's like johnny she goes are you Feeling enough pain right now that you are willing to do exactly everything that I tell you to do, as long as I can promise you that the phone is going to ring. And I was like, "Oh my God, yes." Here's the point. Okay, she goes, "Your content is great." She goes, "It's perfect. Love it." So that's like, okay, you've got the greatest song. You've got a great live show. This is the same thing, right? Your content is great. You're not honoring the platform. And this is, by the way, the biggest issue with the whole music industry right now because they don't understand the digital platform. They Mm -hmm. understand broadcast platforms. But she said, yeah, you're looking at this as if it's a TV sitcom. You've got really great content. You've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then at the end you give your phone number and it's a really great show. She said, the problem is that people consume TV sitcoms and prime time differently than they consume AM radio on a Saturday. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you watch a sitcom. Do you just come in and watch five minutes of it? No. You sit down through the whole thing and mm-hmm. prepared to be taken to the end of that journey. But on Saturday, people are running around, running errands, taking their kids to soccer practice, baseball practice, running to Home Depot. They're only getting you for five minutes at a time and they're listening because your content is good. But I need you to make two tweaks to your show. And I promise you the phone will ring. And I'm, of course... Freaking out. I'm like, I will put on the bozo outfit with the big shoes and the horn. And <laughs> I'll do whatever you need. What do you want? And she's like, okay, so number one, instead of doing one 25-minute show, do five five-minute shows. Do the same show five times over, but just change the metaphors. hmm for the people that do listen more than five minutes, okay? She goes, because it's repetitive and it's good. I'm like, okay. And then she said, and this is without fail, every two minutes, give your phone number. And even if you have to interrupt yourself, have a timer in the studio. And when that timer goes, gets down to zero, interrupt yourself and give your phone number. I said, okay. So it's exactly what we did on the fourth show, the fourth weekend it uploaded. We got five phone calls, two of them turned into loans and the money that we generated, the revenue we generated from those two loans paid for that whole $14,000 night. Right? So, <laughs> Just a simple tweak, but we weren't honoring the platform, right? We thought we were doing good. We were doing good. We're doing good. We weren't on the platform. So this is social media. If you don't honor the platform, if you don't understand that you don't know and that there's stuff to learn and that that you need to make it about them, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden your social media can be better. It can be a place to hang out. This is going to help your live shows. Okay. So we're going to start with that. The second is, I love that he said he partners with other friends, bands to draw a crowd. Yep. I did that in LA. I've talked about that before where it was pay to play in Los Angeles when I went out there, which was foreign to me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When I toured, the clubs were all they had killer draws. And your job was to go in there and just keep everybody entertained. But in LA, it would be weird. You'd be at the Viper room and everybody does a half hour set. So one band goes on, the place is wall to wall people, and then the band is done and it's a ghost town. Nobody hangs out at the club. They're just there for the band. And so it's really strange. And so to try to fight that, we found a bunch of different bands that had draws and kind of did what he did and created an alliance where all the bands told all their crowds, hey, we're going to hang out. We want you to hang out you know, hang out all night and let's turn this into something because what we were trying to do was just get the bar on board, right? Because mm-hmm. the more people hung out, the more beer they sold and the more the more love we were going to get. Now, this is a full band thing. This is not a coffee house kind of an acoustic singer-songwriter thing, so it's a little bit different situation, but man, we brought in photographers. We had a couple friends that were like, love to take pictures and they would love to just be able to shoot a bunch of stuff so we brought them in and gave them carte blanche we spent just a little bit of money on a step and repeat aka a red carpet right with the backdrop and with the red. so so there's a big deal and so that's very now this is very LA and very fun but you could dress up and come out to these shows and then get your picture taken and feel like you're somebody and it was really that was for them we kind of made it a little bit more of an event And then that really worked because everybody kind of hung out. The place was busy all night. It wasn't this sort of swell of people and then ghost town and then swell and ghost town. Everybody hung out. All the bands hung out and had a good time. And that, that was a really successful formula. So what are some different ways that you can make it about them? What are some different ways that you can make them want to come out and make it an event? One of the things like when we first signed the first sort of real big time like booking agency deal when i was just out of high school with arm up in the twin cities we did that opening up for hurricane alice and they would now again this is full band stuff but still the same thing kind of applies they looked and sounded and performed like a national act, like a national act hair band. And they eventually became a national act hair band, but they were one of the biggest bands in the twin cities, which was super happening at the time. And they would play like once every four months, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. So they weren't oversaturating the market, but when they played, they had national production, right? They had a big-ass PA system. Mm-hmm. They had national lights. They had the Vera lights, which was brand new that they were renting. I mean, they had a killer light show. They had a killer stage set and they would sell out something like Ryan's on 4th and Sibley, which was maybe, I think, like 2,500 people mm-hmm. capacity. So this is it was an event, you know, like you were excited to go there because it doesn't happen very often. So that's one way. As far as the randoms go, I'm thinking like text captures a brilliant way.
1: That's what I was thinking too. They show up at the farmer's market. They show up at the coffee shop. They got their phone with them. How can you capture that so therefore you can communicate? Because you also mentioned that people forget. They're busy. They forget the next show. How can we yeah, let's capture that. So
0: yeah, you know what? What can you do at the coffee shop to partner with them and say, hey, like if I can I give away a gift card for coffee or something? Remember that a gift card that the coffee shop gives away might be worth twenty five bucks, but to the coffee shop it's probably worth it's probably cost them two, mm-hmm. right? Because it's coffee, <laughs> right? Yeah, it could be just about you know whatever, but. But then you're giving people an incentive to opt in. So it'd be like, I don't know if you use your name or what, Braden. but if you, it's like you text Braden to 38470, everybody's going to get a free download of a song today. Everybody's going to win. Everybody's a winner. You're Oprah, right? Everybody gets a brand new car. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets a free song. And, but one of you at the end of my set here is going to get like a nice gift card to this amazing coffee shop and we're real happy to be here and blah, blah, blah. Or if you have merchandise, you could give away like a merch bundle. Something like that. And that keeps people hanging out, keeps them interested, and you're making sure that you're trying to turn that into a bit more of an event. Another thing is just incentives to initially get them out there. I mean, so remember, Brent, when we were talking about, we were talking about Elvis and the colonel? Mm-hmm. And remember what I said, like, what was the colonel Parker's job before he started working with Elvis?
1: Oh, man, I don't remember. That's been a minute. He I guess a, he was in the military because he's a colonel or he made fried chicken.
0: <laughs> well, no, he's a circus barker. There we go. Right? So if you've ever been to like a county fair, a state fair, or, you know, something like that where it's like he's a, a circus. Fan. You know, step right up, ladies and gentlemen, for one thin time, you can see the bearded woman. She walks, she talks, she spits out of her teeth and crawls in her belly like a reptile. You know, <laughs> it's that whole thing and they pull you into that tent and you're usually like disappointed, right? Because- <laughs> yeah excited and, and you're like oh this is a bearded lady this is crazy or this snake lady or whatever you're like what and you're all excited and then it's like wer, wer, wer. but in this case he bumped up the talent you get through the tent door and it's Elvis. <laughs> yeah. and <you're> like, <laughs> yeah. what? like your mind is blown right all right so if you've got a great product if you've got a good live show and it's compelling and you know exactly what you're doing and that's an art form Brent right I mean how many writers nights have you seen where it's the same old, same old, I mean, in your opinion, Brent, what are the, what are some of the things that like the singer songwriters do in a writer's night? Cause this is like a writer's night, even though he's not talking about a writer's night, he's talking about a show. Right. But like what do they do to keep people interested in a coffee shop when you're just you and an acoustic guitar. Right. Well, I mean, if it's a writer's
1: night that I think of like writer's rounds, I can tell you things that they screw up on. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Songs are too long. Songs are too slow. All up in their fields. I don't care. And it's all the same. Yeah. From person A to person B to person C to person D. It's like, oh, another ballad. Battle of the ballads. You can outcry me. I'm I'm over it. And then the best way to pop is play some tempo. And the thing that makes like the bluebird shows and some of that stuff great is the banter between the writers. So entertaining, or talking to the crowd, great music.
0: There's some entertainment that happens in between between the songs. Yeah, yeah, smart out comments, like funny mm-hmm. stuff. Like that is so A little Ava Page used to do that with Brandon Wall and Landon Wall, yeah. Landon Wall. I said Brandon Wall, sorry, I'm thinking Braden. But with two other writers, they were all young. They were all like her age, like fourteen and fifteen years old. And they would go up and do these the show, they called them young guns, and then we changed it because somebody didn't like the word guns. I was like, oh, whatever. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what was more exciting. And they were all, first of all, they're all killer, right? They're all, Mm. when they started singing and playing, you were like, oh yeah, awesome Mm -hmm. singers, awesome songwriters. They really were. Like you think, this is me telling you, professional, these 14-year-old kids and 13-year-old kids were like blowing most adult writer's nights out of the freaking water, okay? Like just with the songs, they were amazing. But what was going on in between I don't know what was, was better. Like, it was, they were fantastic. They were brilliant. Just mm-hmm. carrying on. And a couple times we sold out, like, Third and Lindsay, the backstage part of that. Mm-hmm. A small little venue. But the vibe was cool. It was packed. And so there's a situation where what's happening in between the shows? Like, what do you do? Because maybe people can come and say, hey, man, I really like your song. But there could be stuff that you're missing. It's like the station manager telling me, hey, you got really good content, but you're mm-hmm. not platform so what else are you missing what else can you be doing and how are you serving it up like one things i hate at the songwriters nights is i wrote this song about my grandpa and so he came to america in 1930 i don't care right yeah i don't care like make it quick like one sentence And just, and then, or if you're really good, like if you're somebody like John Prestia, like have you ever seen those backstage videos from John Prestia's on Tim McGraw's crew, he's a really good friend of mine, killer songwriter, killer player. He can sit down with an acoustic guitar and a microphone and keep you entertained all night. He's a storyteller. Mm -hmm, Yeah. playing the guitar while he's telling you the story.
1: Yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And first of all, learn how to tell the story. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be the recontour, then you better be good at it. If you don't, if you're not good at telling stories, just sing the damn song. Shut up and play your guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And especially depending on on the market that you're in. I remember going to see a Tom Petty show here in the mid nineties in Nashville. I can't Mm -hmm. remember what the place was, was an outdoor theater. I can't remember what it was called. It's gone. Uh, Starwood. Yeah. Starwood. Yeah. I said Starwood. And straight up, Tom, it's Tom freaking Petty, okay, mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. Like, he's a massive star. Yeah. Everybody's paid a boatload of money to go see these things. They're having a good time. And he starts telling a story. And this is <laughs> just from the back, you know, from, from, from the 45th row, like, hey, just shut up and play your guitar. <laughs> and I was like, wow, man, that's a tough audience. That dude paid to come see him. Don't want to hear about the story. All right. Yeah. Doesn't care. You know, just get to it. That's funny. <laughs> just Get her done. So if you're not honing in on that, then your live show needs a little work still. There's more work to be done to really make it just fantastic, entertaining show. Another thing, a guy, there's a guy in Lake Geneva that I remember that played this like little local bar and he's like sort of like the rock star of Walworth County, I guess. And He does cover songs, okay, in his shows. So it's not all original. In fact, it's mostly cover songs. And he plays party songs for drunk people at the bar, but it's all acoustic. Mm -hmm. But he's got, like, a big basket full of all kinds of, like, percussion stuff. A couple tambourines, a couple maracas, a couple. And so he's handing this stuff out to the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, away way again in Margaritaville, looking for my will shake of a song. And it's like, so, 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 And they're all like, it's a participation thing that mm-hmm. they're doing, right? So there's a way that this guy packs every place out that he plays just with an acoustic guitar because it's an event. You go down there, you get drunk, you sing along, you get to play with them. You mm-hmm. feel like you're playing with them yeah. and cool. So there's another really great way. Um, I'm curious about the text
1: capture. How does how does one go about getting that set up? Like, is there a displacement? Go just Google text capture.
0: Yeah, Google text. I mean, I, so we use Call Loop. There's I'm not shilling for Call Loop. There's a couple different competitors out there, and it might be different in different countries. So mm. I don't know what's in Australia, but yeah, Google text capture and see what it takes. But you can set up an account super easy, and then you'll find a keyword. And that keyword, try to make it brand specific, right? Like Braden, or and don't make it long. Like, come see a Braden Much show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want them to be able to text it, and believe me, there's always confusion with the texting thing because everybody's like, "Well, wait, what do what do I do? You like text this to this number?" But okay, so I dialed in. Like, right. they, just, they stumble, you know? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. The younger kids get it more than the older kids, but like, here, just pick up your text. Okay, dial in. Hit brand new text. Dial in this number three eight four seven zero. Okay, there you go. Now text this word and hit send. Okay, boom, and then something automatically pops up in their phone. Hey, thank you so much, and then they, that's where they can opt in. But when they opt in, and you're you're going to trade them like a free song, okay, and they're going to get you're going to get their device ID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so one of the things that Braden mentioned, Brent, was that he uh, people forget. Yeah. Right. Well, every time you go and you do this, you're creating a bigger and bigger and bigger database of device IDs local to that community Well, you're going to text everyone one text. You can send out like a broadcast text like, hey, Braden Munch back in town. Love to see. You. I miss your faces. Come mm-hmm. on out. You know, maybe, you know, first 10 people through the door, free coffee on me or, or whatever. Something, some deal you can work out with the coffee house. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And you can do that by like area code too, probably, right? So hit some mm-hmm. area codes on their numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you can that's they get a text from you. Yeah, yes. And by the way, right in there, you know, there's getting that text. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to miss that. So the big thing is like, how do you get the word out? And then how do you remind them that it's happening? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, step one is, okay, it's one thing to be a great player. It's one thing to be a great singer. It's one thing to be a great songwriter and have all this great material. But if you're not serving it upright, that matters, right? Right now, right now, as we speak, like when we get done recording this podcast, I'm heading back to SIR for the third day of rehearsals with Delora and Tom Jackson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm in Hog Heaven. <laughs> Tom yeah. Jackson is a live performance coach, guys. We interviewed him on this podcast way back when, maybe a year and a half ago, and you can go and listen to what's what he's about. But you're sitting here watching him take this artist and the song that they have, and he's changing things, right? He's changing the arrangement. He's changing the mood. He's creating moments within the show and teaching the artist how to uh, properly address the audience because artists make all the same kinds of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And what happens when Tom Jackson, who's a pro, comes in and does something like that? Man, Got done with Taylor Swift on her first tour. Her merch sales went up 600%. Why? Because he created moments. like Because it was memorable. They had a great time. She didn't sing any better, right? That was her first tour. She wasn't a great singer. (laughs) Yeah. Right? The band didn't play any better. She had a great band. Uh, Mm -hmm. They didn't play any better. What happened? They just moved some stuff around and tweaked it right? Just like with my radio show. And then all of a sudden now it's absolutely memorable. And I'm going to, I'm so moved. I'm going to go buy a t-shirt and a hat and I'm going to buy a ticket next time she comes to town. And the reason I bring this up, like Tom does, like he sells courses, by the way, I'm not showing for him, but he works directly with singer songwriters too. Like here's how to do a better writer's night. Mm-hmm. Here's how to do it with an acoustic guitar and yourself and just be more compelling and make sure. So there's stuff to learn about how to serve it up and then, and certainly with the Facebook ads, and I'll wrap this up now, with the Facebook ads and the Instagram ads, this is a great way to remind people and put something directly into their feed that you're going to be there and then have people, there's so many things you can do, You quizzes that you can put right in their feed. You know, what do you like best about this coffee shop and Braden Much? Oh my God, do you like this? Do you like this? Okay, well, come to a show. (laughs) Yeah. So it's only limited by your creativity, but if you're going to do the Facebook ads, I mean, you got to know what you're doing. Like it's sophisticated. It's not rocket science, but it is sophisticated. Mm -hmm. So if you try it and you don't have luck with it, you're probably 95% chance you're doing it wrong. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. I think a really great email. I think a lot of people are wondering about that. And Mm -hmm. don't overexpose. Right? Make sure that your live show is great. It's not enough that you have a great song. It's not enough that you're a good singer. It's different. You know, when I first saw Tom Jackson do, when I first saw him live do his thing, it was with, with an American Idol winner the last year of Fox. a camera guy's an incredible singer. And he had been a winner now for two years. So he's out on the road playing shows as an American Idol winner. This guy's a pro all the time he's playing. He Mm knows exactly what he's doing. And still, he gets in there in front of a thousand people and changes the whole arrangement around, right? Instead of kicking off the single that's about to go on the radio, which is with the whole band kicking in and the guitar lick, the signature lick, and then an eight-bar intro, and then he goes up and starts singing. He's like, man, first of all, let's focus on the spotlight here. You're the singer, and you're awesome at it. So let's just have you go up with the acoustic guitar in a spotlight without the band and start to sing a slow version uh, of just that beautiful melody that you have in the." in the chorus and then the band kicks in right and so you bail out and kind of walk back toward the drum the band comes forward and puts pressure on the drums and they just keep that groove going and then you just meander up to the microphone whenever you're damn good and ready don't worry about that eight bars because you need to structure that for radio but this is live this is different this isn't radio so we're gonna just you know just keep coming up there and if the crowd is loving you go to the left side put your hands up in the air, get them to scream, you know? And if they're still loving you, go to the right side and do the same thing. Band still play in that eight bar intro, but Mm -hmm. now they're like maybe in bar 28 or 32 (laughs) and just let them go and then come back and sing your song. It's that kind of stuff that he does when I talk about changing arrangements and structure that makes it interesting. So what are you doing that? What are you doing there live? You got to have that live show has got to be compelling and making sure that you're getting them incorporated and keeping them interested. And then beyond that, you just got to make sure they know about it. So text capture, Facebook ads. It's not enough just to be on social media. You're going to attract more people on social media with really great content. The likes don't matter. You're right. What, what does matter is the engagement. Like who cares who's engaging? So mm. that's what I got to say about that. And your shows will go up and don't overplay it. And you'll be good. All right. There we so, go. All right, guys. Well, once again, if you have questions for Pick Johnny's Brain, this is one that ended up being a full episode. Send them to info at Daredevil Production. Dot com. Production is singular. There is no S info at daredevilproduction.com and put Pick Johnny's Brain in the subject line and we'll talk about it on the air in one form or another. And secondly, if you haven't done it already, please download the free version. It's a 21. 21- Biggest reason, dude, you don't have more fans. So for you, Brayden, if you haven't done it already, man, this would be a great thing for you. You're going to, it's going to give you lots of different value bombs and different ideas on how to boost up your attendance there and make your show more of an event. Something that people want to go to, not because they're reminded, because once they find out, they're like, oh, I'm going to set aside that night because this is worth it. There's My friends are going to be there and this is going to be a good time. And a whole bunch of that information is in this free PDF download. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y giftfromjohnny.com and just tell us where to send it okay this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing
1: and we'll see you at the top